the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Friday night. <laughs> it is Friday night, babies. And it is not just the end of a regular week here. No, 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 no. It is the end of an extraordinary week that has conservatives and Trump supporters on a high child. We are on a high and it's got the Biden Harris supporters and these lefties on a serious low. It's like America's bipolar right now. You got you got that the conservatives just flying high like uh, it, manic. Is that what it's called? Like being manic. Then you got some serious depression. I'm not trying to make light of any mental uh, health pe- um, conditions out there. So I probably shouldn't have used that analogy. However, I'm, you know what? I'm going to stick with it because I am so excited at, to be at the end of this week and to see not just an amazing production in terms of visual and um, speeches and backdrops and amazing fireworks, but it's about what the successes of the president that we have. Donald J. Trump, what he has done for average Americans across this country. Why have we not been hearing this from the media? There is no excuse out there. No excuse whatsoever for the fact that all these stories that you heard all week long from average Americans, from a variety of different industries, from a variety of different cultural issues that we face in this country, how their lives have been made better thanks to Donald J. Trump and the media is truly the enemies of the people that it took until now, four years in, almost four years into this man's presidency to get this good news. But you know what? You couldn't, st- they couldn't stop us from hearing it at some point. And it was phenomenal. I want to know what you guys think. I'm going to talk a little bit uh, about President Trump's speech last night. We've got to get into some coronavirus news out here because uh, Gavin Newsom has unveiled his new, what he calls his safe economy plan. We got to talk about that. Um, talk about maybe bringing me down from my high a little bit. Bob Walters will be here with his campus craziness, his education report, and then we're going to round it out with Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. 888-344-1170. If you want to call in, give us your reviews of President Trump's speech and the conventions and anything else that's on your mind. If you've got a nominee for Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week, we are streaming live right now on Facebook at the Answer San Diego Facebook page. And I am wearing my Kaniac shirt. For all of you Kaniacs that are part of our special Facebook group, and follow me on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. All that being said, now is the time to bring in my man, my right-hand man, Mr. DJ Potato Skins. We are going to keep on working. We are going to keep on fighting. And we are going to keep on winning, winning, winning. DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. 
potato skins. Really hard after a phenomenal week, especially his speech last night to not see how America is winning. He just he knocked it out of the park. I, I loved it. Well, you know what? It, it's funny. Uh, when you hear that the main criticisms today, is, or, or even last night, first of all, hat tip to the opera singer who was drowning out the hacks on, on Fox News and others. <laughs> they couldn't get a word in at the end of that phenomenal speech. The backdrop, the fireworks. I mean, it was it was just absolutely unbelievable. It was breathtaking of a display. Uh, when the only criticism they could come up with, and I don't know, know if you got to hear any of the analysis last night, Skins, uh, but it was that he was too low energy. I thought it was actually the opposite because there's a couple of moments where he went off the cuff and you could tell he wasn't on script just mm-hmm. like Trump does. And then he was very polished and presidential for uh, for most of it. I thought it was a fine balance. Well, I felt like it's what he had to do because he needed to rally the base. He needed to make sure that, um, you know, he's out there in front of it was it was kind of a quasi rally as well as kind of like a State of the Union speech. Yeah. He, he had to strike it was a difficult balance he could not afford to go out there and talk off the cuff he's got the energy to go talk off the cuff for an hour and a half but he had to stay on prompter because he has not had the mainstream media doing their job and actually reporting on the facts of what this man and his administration has done for all americans including black americans in this country so he had to do it on prompter so that he could make sure that he got out his entire list of accomplishments for the american people and then lay out his vision for the future and what he was going to do to continue to address the ongoing issues as this nation burns, getting in, a, laying out the contrast between him and Joe Biden. But low energy? Biden's people going to talk about low energy? This is a man who went out there and talked for about 80 minutes in the hu- humidity at 11 o'clock at night in a suit, okay, in front of a crowd of 2,000 people. And he, and, and he managed to do it without um, anybody having to come up behind him and hold on to him or, or you know, without any major gaffes. I mean, it, it was extraordinary. Joe Biden. Like 20 minute Joe to me. Yeah. Uh, and, and how long, and do we even know that Joe was able to do do that recorded speech in 20 minutes. I it mean, could have been edited, it could know. have, it could have taken Joe th- three or four days and Steven Spielberg to get 20 minutes out of him, you know, laid out and recorded. So I don't want to hear anything about Trump's uh, low energy. His content was absolutely a- amazing. Um, a couple of things that stood out to me in terms of his speech was a funny, the funny point was um, when he talked about Joe Biden going around to blue collar workers, shaking their hands, Kissing on him, and then he that went. Was good. <laughs> um, obviously, getting the dig in there about uh, you know Grandpa Badfinger, creepy, you know, gropy Uncle Joe. But then he then he brought it home and said, then he you know goes around glad handing all over people. Then he comes back and he sells their jobs off to China. I felt like he could have he could have even hit Joe Biden harder, um, but he didn't. I felt so. I felt like the jabs against Joe Biden were were on point. Uh, with, he didn't go personal. He kept it to policy for the most part. Uh, one of the things that, that I felt like was an, was an important point is you got these Democrats going around hating on this country all day, every day, and yet they act like they, they're the ones that are going to lead it. I mean, is that really who you want, America? I thought it was extraordinary. But I will tell you that in, in sales, y'all know I spent a lot of time in corporate sales, and we, we have a saying in sales, which is the best close is a good open. 
and that you, you know, and a lot of people don't understand that, you know, people think, oh, a good salesperson is somebody who can close well. No, you got to, you got to do a strong open and make your case all throughout the way for the presentation, throughout the presentation. And then, then you set yourself up for a good close. Trump won after this four days of went down, including the people that went before him last night, child, it was over before he even opened his mouth. It almost didn't even matter what he said. That's how amazing this Republican. I don't think you're going to see polls for a while. Um, I, 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 th- I don't, I don't know that. Um, yeah, you're not going to. And if we do, it's not going to be honest polls um, because we know that we can't really trust the polls. But here's how you can know that it was amazing when you hear Democrats admitting that there will be a bounce days after they said, well, Biden didn't get a bounce because nobody's going to get a bounce at the time, this time of divisiveness. When you see that Bill Maher has gone on MSNBC and um, said he's got a sick feeling in his gut. When you've got on CNN them trotting out Mary Trump with more audio of Trump's uh, sister bad mouthing Trump to people. I mean, really? That's that's all you've got? Complaints about saying that Trump is low energy? And here and then uh, and when you're trotting out some more audio of Mary Trump. No, you also know they know that it was bad for for Trump when you've got Joe Biden now saying when he's been smoked out of his hole and he's now saying he's going to get out on the campaign trail. This week, they forced Joe Biden to make some seriously strong pivots in his campaign. That's when you know that he scored a lot of points in this convention has gone a long way. And primarily, it went a long way to changing the minds of the American people. If you see any or you hear any of the audio of the calls coming into C-SPAN, caller after caller after caller, Democrats saying, I voted for Hillary Clinton in 2016. I'm a lifelong Democrat. But after what I've seen this week at this convention, I am going to vote for President Trump. And and, and they were reaching that decision before they even heard President Trump's speech uh, speech last night. And the reason is because of all the Americans from the 10 knocker sheet metal guy talking about what Trump did to correct the wrongs of the Obama Biden administration, what it did for his business to the lobster fishermen, to the to uh, um, Alice Marie Johnson, her, her speech last night. Did you see her speech? Potato skins? Uh, not in its entirety, but what I did catch, I did enjoy. Yeah. What I loved about Alice Marie Johnson was it was the perfect blend of thanking President Trump. She said she was talking. I, I loved how it was so much a spiritual, religious, Christian-based speech as well, because that was one of the reasons why a lot of Democrats said that they were voting for President Trump was that, that how much God was a part of this convention. Oh, it was phenomenal. That, from Abby Johnson talking about uh, pro-life to the nun who had been, I think she was a colonel or something in the army and then a doctor and then she was a nun. She said, I'm not just pro-life, I'm pro-eternal life to everybody wrapping their speech saying, God bless America. To then Alice Marie Johnson gets up there and she talks about how she was, while she was spending 22 years in prison with this ridiculous, getting life plus 25 years thanks to, thanks to Joe Biden and the crime bill. She, she talks so much about God and how she, she says, I always knew that God knew my name, but I never thought a president would. And she talked about how, uh, she was not delayed nor denied, but she was destined for just as, such a time as this. And that she was free in her body thanks to President Trump, but free in her mind thanks 
to Almighty God. And it just, it, it encapsulated two really important themes for this week that reached out to so many Americans and brought more people towards Trump. How much he acts, she says that President Trump saw her as a human being versus the Democrats. She didn't say this, but it was, it was so implied versus the Democrats who see black voters as objects and tools to be used. And and how she and how President Trump showed compassion for her. And she said she hoped that her face would make other people feel compassion for the thousands of other Americans still in those same circumstances in prison. And that because Trump had that same compassion for her. And it was just extraordinary. And what it said so much about this president. And if you are African-American, if you could see that woman speak and vote for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, something is absolutely wrong with your brain. Um, I'm going to I'm going to leave it there. When I come back, uh, we're going to pick it up on the other side. And we're going to talk about what does Dana White, who is the president of the ultimate fighting championship, what does he have in common that story with Gavin Newsom. Yeah, you went how how do those two roads diverge? We'll talk about it on the other side of the break. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Downtown San Diego protests for racial justice. Um, can you can you point to an incident for me, um, Tater Skins? You've lived in San Diego a long time. Can you tell me what laws on the books in San Diego uh, that gives white people an advantage here in San Diego over black people? I hit your mic is out of mine. I can't, I'm sorry. I can't think of any off the top of my head. No. Yeah, gee. I'm not aware of any law that allows for any discrimination in the, in the city of, of San Diego. I'm not aware of all this oppression that's happening to black people in San Diego. Um, I would tell you, I, I, I watched about five minutes of the March on Washington today before I wanted to jab myself in the eyeball with a pen. First of all, uh, MLK's the third, I guess his grandson, didn't get the memo after K- Kimberly Guilfoyle and decided to impersonate her and scream the entire time i had to turn the volume off on him then uh jacob blake's sister gets up there she didn't get a whole lot of applause because sister friend gets up there and says hey black people y'all the problem and we need to protect the black family they about drug her off the stage with a hook okay because that is kind of contrary to the black lives matter movement because see they're all about marxism and destroying the black family um so let me tell y'all there is no justice in communism i guess there's equality because it's equal misery under under a, a communist system but she was absolutely right black america needs to wake up because what this movement is all about is not in favor of any black people and that's something that ann dorn mentioned last night uh last night the widow of david dorn did you get to see her speak i didn't yeah we, i know you were busy here working after I left. Yeah, the only speech I got to see in the entirety was, was President Trump, and I caught others uh, in, in part. Many people felt that she um, really put it over over for President Trump because this is a widow of a, of a black former sheriff who was gunned down and his, and his murder was broadcast over Facebook. You guys know the story, Facebook Live. And it was absolutely heart-wrenching uh, to watch it. 
And uh, I think it was a combination of everything this week. And, you know, to see the left try to say um, that uh, they pre- they presented something that, you know, does is an, is contradictory to what Americans believed Trump to be. Well, gee, sorry, mainstream media. Yeah, I guess President Trump proved that the narrative you've been pushing about him for four years was incorrect. Um, you know, CNN tonight is saying it was an alternative reality show. I guess that means they're accusing Alice Marie Johnson and Dorn, all the other average Americans, like the woman whose child was saved with President Trump's right to try, or the cancer, the gal who survived cancer uh, thanks to President Trump's right to try. I guess I guess the Democrats are calling them all liars at this point. D- uh, Dana White is the. Uh, ult- president of the ultimate fighting championship yeah, I love UFC. UFC and a lot of people are saying that, that they were really impressed by his speech one of the things that was really important that he said was he said now I'm going to talk about um, first of all, he said it just blows my mind that the left is going after law enforcement and first responders because hey it's those first responders that y'all always go to when you need some help right it wasn't it the first responders that were going up the all those uh, stories, uh, 900 or 100, 200 Last stories? Last time I checked, yeah. On September 11th, yeah. Um, but he said, let me talk about COVID for a second. He said no one person or place could have anticipated the challenges. And then he went on to, to outline what President Trump did in response to the coronavirus, working with all the different business, uh, private enterprise to come up with the, the ventilators and the personal protective devices and all that kind of stuff. And then he went on to say he went on to talk about the things that should unite us as a country, freedom, equality and opportunity. And he said, look, when it comes to this pandemic, he said, you can't just be focused on voting for president, you need to be paying attention to who your con- down ticket, your Congress people, your governors, and your mayors. And you want to know why? You look at 33 million Americans still out of work. You look at the fact that New York City is a ghost town. Rudy Giuliani said, "Don't you you want more of New York City? That because that's what uh, that's what we're going to have if you vote Biden and Harris. Cities across this country that are not just burning under riots, but at the same time that they've been completely shuttered and destroyed economically because of these Democrat dictators for power. Gavin Newsom today. Oh, just found out about that. Disgusting. Absolutely. Um, When we were told 15 days for shutdown, we were told why. Why were we told about the shutdown? Because it was supposedly about preventing what happened in Italy. Hospitals being overrun with not enough beds. Not enough equipment to to uh, provide care for people in the hospitals. Now we've got the goalpost is constantly shifting and moving so that they can justify continuing to destroy the economy for power. That's what it's about. If you don't understand that by now, you just are are in on it. And you're never going to get it. You're never going to get it. You're either monumentally stupid, and I'm going to say it right now monumentally stupid or you're banking on the fact that when it becomes a Marxist society, you're going to be one of the the elites that's never going to have to live under the weight of it. You're going to be like the mayor of Chicago who's not allowing any of the the writers to come down her block and she's happy to have uh, other neighborhoods be destroyed. Gavin Newsom comes out today. He's like the color purple. Uh, Yeah, he's announced his new four tier system. It's his blueprint for a safe economy, safe economy. This was supposed to be about preventing hospitals from being destroyed, not about a governor deciding that he is going to be in complete control over every aspect of our, our economy going forward for our safety. In fact, what are, what are the criteria for it? It has nothing at all to do with hospitals, has nothing at all to do with how many hospital beds are available, has nothing at all to do with how many patients are in the ICU, it has nothing at all to do with mortality rates. They came out and admitted today, what is the only two things that matter now? Case rates. And positivity rates. 
So with it, we've got a 99.96% recovery rate. Think about that for a moment. 99.96% recovery rate. With that being said, does it matter to you whether or not you get it? You, you test positive for it if you don't get sick? This is why they care. This is why they're upset today that the CDC has come out and said, just because you've been exposed to it doesn't mean you should go out and get tested because if you don't have any symptoms, it's a, you, do you run out and go to your doctor to get tested for the flu if your family member has the flu? No. Nope. So why would you now with a 99.96% recovery rate? They want you to do it because if, and that's why they're pushing all this testing because with a case count, with a high case count number, a high positive test count, We'll never reopen. We'll never reopen. Never reopen. That's what this is all about. They have announced that because the positivity rate, which means this is how many people get tested. This is how many people test positive. If it's within a certain range, if it's below 5% and not above 8 or whatever it is, they'll allow some reopenings. So um, they have. he's now going to allow... Some reopenings, uh, gyms uh, will now be able to reopen with only 10% capacity. Churches can reopen with 25% capacity. So in addition to the arbitrary goalposts now for reopening, which, doesn't, which, which has nothing to do with anybody being actually sick, because we know that 99.9% recovery rate, we know that the average age of death is, is, the, is 78 with comorbidities. We know that kids don't get it and they don't give it. So with all that being said, we know that we know that hospitalizations are down 20%. All that's arbitrary. Now on top of it, can you explain to me why gyms would only be allowed to reopen at 10% but churches at 25%? That makes absolutely zero sense just like but let me get Walmart 100%. Yeah. Uh hair salons are going to be able to be reopened. I didn't get a percentage on that. Um, if you are in San Diego County, because our positivity rate is more than what they want it to be, even though our case count is lower, we're still in the red zone. San Diego County, six months in, has lost 635 people with COVID, not necessarily from COVID. Six months. That's almost nothing compared to losing 2,000 San Diegans a month, primarily 50-something 57% due to accidents. This is nothing but communism on full display. This is what Maximo Alvarez warned about last Monday, this past Monday in his speech. This is government seizing the means of production, seizing our businesses, seizing our livelihood for complete power. Gavin Newsom is never going to take his jack foot. You Democrats want to talk about a, a, a knee on a neck? This is the knee on a neck. And he does not care how many people are committing suicide as a result of this. He does not care how many kids are not get, are going hungry. He doesn't care how many kids are getting beaten because they've got an abusive parent at home all day long with them who who is out of his mind over financial worries. They don't care how many people are getting drug addicted and alcoholic. In fact, that only helps the Democrats in the long run. We must all go to the recall Gavin Newsom petition and sign up for this. We have got to start pushing back against this absolute tyranny going on in the state of California.
Amen. I was going to have something to add, but not really. That's that's exactly what I want to say. You got to recall this guy or guess what? It's going to get worse. We've got to start pushing back. We got, and in fact, we got these people down there protesting racial justice. Where's the protest against the stealing, the seizing of our personal property? If you're not a business owner, let me put it to you this way. This is no different than if they come to you and take your car away from you to give it to a, to give it to a poor person or come to you and say, you know what? You're in a four bedroom, three bath house and you're, you only got two people living there. We're going to take your home away from you and force you to go live somewhere else for the common good this is seizing people's lives and it's got to stop and there's nobody there's nobody doing anything to stop it why are we out in the streets we need to be pushing back if every business owner said you know what no i'm reopening and i'm not going to reopen and force anybody to wear a mask and i'm not going to force the six foot distancing what are they going to do go and arrest everybody this is outrageous i'm going to take a break we come back um, oh, and by the way, they said nothing's going to change with schools. And if you're in a tier, whatever tier you're in, it doesn't matter then what the results are because you have to stay in that tier for, for three weeks, by the way. Ugh, we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk to Bob Walters. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea Kay, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. It is Friday. We're going to be doing Here of the Week and Stink of the Week a little bit later. So post your suggestions of those on Facebook. I've already gotten a few. I agree with almost all of them, by the way. Um, uh, the gentleman who got here of the week, I think it was last week or the week before, uh, from DJ Potato Skins is back with me. He's kind of like Trump. You know, he's like the honor, uh, you know, he's like an honorary here of the week. It becomes redundant if you give it to him too many times. So, of course, I'm talking about my buddy Bob Walters, our education guru. <laughs> he joins me now. Hey, Bob, before we get into this week's um, education topics, yeah. um, did you watch Trump last night? And do you have a thought? I did, and it was a great night. I thought that they uh, really showed what the future could be if we win in November, so far as putting uh, school choice in the hands of the parents, and with uh, all the money from the schools going to the parents for them to decide when they go to public school or private school or charter school. I think it's great. Yeah, it came up. I guess they were pushing college uh, free enterprise, or they're going to lose their free speech, or they're going to lose the federal money. It was a great night. Yeah, I actually, I thought about you a few times because school choice came up in a few different ways. One was the gal who's a special needs son. She was told to abort him. And uh, then uh, she ends up, through thanks to President Trump, able to get him in the right school for him. And how President Trump said, oh, mama, you'd have done a great job, mom, with him. He's an amazing kid. I mean, that, I, I get choked up even thinking about that. But there was also a moment with this Jack Brewer. Brewer. Everybody's talking about he's the former NFL guy who said who came out support for Trump and because of Trump with prison reform. But a lot of people aren't talking about what he said about school choice. And he was like, look, he's like, to all y'all out there, he didn't say all y'all, but he's like, to all y'all yeah. out there who don't like President Trump's personality or you didn't like his slogan, MAGA, are you really going to let a slogan that you don't like keep your child from being able to get into the right school for him a school choice? I mean, is that really where you're at? And I thought, wow, that was just... Yeah, they, they made it a big issue last night. Yeah, they did. Um that it was hard watching that and watching your show. 
Well, yeah. <laughs> you but know what? I, 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 I don't I blame do. anybody for watching the RNC this week. I thought it was absolutely wonderful, and it's why the left is is perple- uh, you know apoplectic today, trying to figure out how to combat it, because all the other people um, that came out, that the mix of people and the everyday Americans with real life stories about how Trump's policies have helped him was extraordinary. There's still a lot of work to do in our schools. So share with everybody oh, yeah. what you found this week. Well, I'll give you an update on the colleges and the craziness that's going on in a lot of the colleges around the country. Uh, Santa Cruz hires back graduate student teachers, they're like teacher assistants of the uh, professors. They held back final grades on hundreds of students until they won their union battle on wages and benefits they were seeking, and they refused to give the final grades to the school. So wow. 71 of them were fired. Uh, last semester, and now 40 of them have been hired back, and the kids still don't have their grades for all of last semester. It's like, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, these teachers, how much do these teachers' unions care about your kids, right? They don't. Yeah, no. It's just strictly about union benefits. And mm-hmm. Then you got uh, Irvine College, which is planning to fight anti blackness by intensifying recruitment of black students and teachers, plus hire 10 new faculty members to just focus on this and be given $30,000 each to do grant studies on the issue throughout the campus. It's like overreaction, in my opinion. But Well, it's systemic racism, because yeah, basically you're yeah. saying we're hiring all these people who are black. We're, we've got all these new positions that we're hiring and white people need not apply. It's sad. That's to me. That is the racism going on in this country. It is. Anyway, <laughs> then UCLA, my alma mater. Has appointed, uh, has approved a black resource center and an examination of their campus police and the hiring of a chief diversity officer. But then they also uh, took steps to change the name of the Jan Steps. Now, those of you who don't know UCLA, that's a very huge uh, set of steps that goes from the campus down to the playground, uh, the, the, the athletic field. And uh, they're going to change the name because. A hundred years ago, when he did a lot to contribute to the college being founded and gave him some of the real estate, they found out that in some of his real estate deals, he had the provision that blacks were not allowed in the neighborhood, in that house. Well, that was kind of prevalent in those days. I know it was in Lakewood up to 1965. So, well, so anyway, they decide. So he was he was a big contributor to UCLA. Is that what yeah. it? Is? Okay. Yeah, he was, and he it was called Jan's Steps after his him and his brother. So they're going to change the name to Tongba, T O N G V A Tongba, which is the Indian tribe that used to live in the area. Oh boy. Okay. What you know? What I mean. Why? And I gotta, I gotta wonder. You know, at UCLA, I mean, how many things have this name on it? How how much is this going to cost the university to make this change? I don't know because I don't know much about the Jan steps. But it's like, you know what? If LSU was doing this kind of nonsense, spending money renaming something, it's like, it's so mind-numbingly stupid to go back. I've never even heard of this Jan's person. I don't know how many people that go to UCLA even know who this Jan's person is. This is this is it's it's such it's. At the point of insanity, seriously. It is. Remove all the history of anything that uh, they don't care for, didn't know about. It's kind of pathetic. Yeah, it is. What Uh, else you got? Then you have uh, Texan in Austin, Texas. The professor there wants to make it legal to grow men, to allow men to have sex with children. He even says that young boys without fathers might be resolved (gasps) 
he had a better life by having men having sex with those boys. I can't believe it. He wasn't fired yet either. <laughs> wow. Um, he said this in a class. Was this a blog yeah. post? Or, uh, he said it in a class and he issued a press release on it. He's been interviewed in the media. And of course, a lot of parents are upset with it. And, well, yeah. I mean, we've got a pedophile. We've got a, we've got a professor in a school pushing pedophilia. Yeah. This is out. Uh, uh, wow. Um Pathetic. Austin is a, is a little socialist libtard playground. I mean, you know, Texas is not this this red state that people think it is in many ways. No. I don't and, even want to fly. Is most liberal yeah. city. I yeah. don't even want to fly over Austin. I don't care if they suppose they have good barbecue. <laughs> there's other places with good Tex-Mex and barbecue. All right, what else? Well, there's in California. There's a gender mutilization bill, uh, AB twenty two eighteen, in the Assembly, which would give money to nonprofits, hospitals. Healthcare clinics that provide transgender identifying minors with sterilization, transition drugs, and surgeries, all paid for by the state. And <laughs> we're low on money, but we're going to do that. So that's the final vote has uh, just occurred today, but I didn't get the results yet. So Wow. Um, that's the one thing that was missing this week in the, the Republican convention. I get why they didn't touch on it, um, but this is a huge cultural issue that we've got going on this is child abuse this push yeah. um for transgenderism on children is it, it, it is joseph Mengele kind of stuff and the republican party is too scared to touch it meanwhile children are being permanently mutilated and lives destroyed it's it's really pathetic and very dangerous frankly yeah it is because then you got an, an appeals court decision that okay. approves transgender boys using whatever bathroom they want whatever identity they feel with, such as the girls' bathrooms, and to compete with the girls in sports. And the Obama-appointed judge in the appeals court made that ruling, relying, sadly, on Neil Gorsuch's opinion on the Bostock versus Clayton County case last year, saying that it violates the Constitution to not allow transgender boys to go wherever they feel the identity with, be it uh, the girls' bathroom or sports or or showers, wherever it is. Can, like, can Neil Gorsuch point to me the Constitution that says that, that young men can, can, can violate my personal space and my, and my body? Yeah, I, was, I, didn't, re, I didn't recall yeah. that he had been part of that decision and wrote the opinion. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I swear. Yeah, well, you know, this is, this is the... We're at this place with our Supreme Court justices because of our colleges and our universities. You know, this is, yeah. you know, when, you, when we know the kind of indoctrination that's going on all the way up through law schools, why would we be surprised? Why would we think that we would ever have a 100% conservative? That I think the days of a Scalia are over because unless we're going to nominate some men that, that, uh, or, or women coming out of a Hillsdale College or somewhere, we got to stop going to these Ivy League schools. They're nothing but little Marxist indoctrination centers. I'm not impressed yeah. that Gorsuch or Kavanaugh went to Harvard. Well, with four more years, hopefully we'll be able to take a real majority with conservatives on the Supreme Court. I don't yeah, know. Uh, maybe maybe's Mur- maybe Murray's House of Learning Law School, you know, will have somebody that they can nominate from instead of Harvard. Anyway, go on. All right. Then you got students in a middle school in what's called Wiley Junior School in Boston. They were told to write an assignment that compares police officers with slave owners and KKK <laughs> members. They even had, you know, drawings showing the police and, and the KKK and pictures of slave owners. And the, the kids had to write an assignment that compares what the police do and how they are and how they compare against slave owners and KKK. 
in this case, the parents were outraged, and the school, uh, in fact, so. did stop the practice last month. So, well, that's good news, and and it's and I'm and I'm glad to end it on there because it's an example of parents. You've got to understand this is why we do these segments. What's going on out there in these schools? But it's not just enough to have the information. We then we've got to get we've got to get involved to get active. The left is active all day, every day, twenty four hours a day. It's push, 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 they push are. the boundaries. They don't, you know, they they you go into every aspect of our lives and our culture and our society to push for what they want. And we got to start pushing back. Yep. And uh, anyway, well, I hope you have a great weekend, Bob. All right. One final little oh. quickie. Oh, good. Epic Times reported a poll that they took of students graduating out of high school this past year and mm-hmm. found that only 12% of the nation's high school graduates were proficient in history. And this helps explain why, with, like Thomas Jefferson used to preach, the history of Western civilization is vital for kids to know what, they, what to use for good judgment, to appreciate the past and diversity and defeat flawed thinking that really is so common with kids today. Absolutely. Only 12%. Yeah. Terrible. Wow. Wow. That reminds on that me. And that note, I will leave you. Hope you have a nice weekend. <laughs> well, <laughs> at least we can laugh about it, Bob, about all this craziness. I'm, but I'm it, hoping for November victory. So I, well, we'll I see. think, yeah, I think, I think we have a right to be hopeful that that, that things are going to work out for us. And, um, and we'll, then we, but either way, we're going to keep up the fight. And I thank you for yep. it. All right. You're welcome. Well, we're going to take, take, a, th- take care. We're going to take a break. We come back. We got here of the week and stink of the week. And I've got a good story that uh, that puts them in the running for here of the week. And I want to hear from you guys. 888-344-1170 or post your suggestions on Facebook Live. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Rolling into our final segment here. Got a couple callers on the line, so I'm gonna go right to the phones. Paul, I think from La Mesa is on the line. Hello, my friend. What's on your mind? Hello, Dynamite, the dress. I know it's been a while. And it's Mira Mesa, by the way. Oh, Mira Mesa. Oh, um, I remember you. You've called in before. Yes, right. Remember, I sent you an email. I was feeling pretty down, but now I'm feeling real good. Oh, well, good. You know, once, uh, Trump took our Atlas, you know, I said, oh, maybe he's finally getting out of this Fauci Burks nonsense, you know. And I'm slowly seeing him, you know, getting away from all this masking crap that had me concerned. So I think we got him back, Andrea. I think we and did. convention. Yeah. Huh? Uh, go ahead. I was going to say that convention last night knocked it out of the park. What, what's, who's the name of the woman in charge of the RNC? Uh, Ronna McDaniel. Oh, nominate her. I yeah. Mean, she, I mean, conventions are usually stayed, and, you know, I'll watch it because it's Trump because I love Trump. But, I mean, it was just sheer entertainment and down to earth and reach real people, not just, you know, a bunch of celebrities and crybabies talking about how they hate Trump. And it was just a good, it was a good convention. Good, she really did a good job. So yeah. I put in my uh, two cents for her. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, if I'm not sure, it, she couldn't have done it all alone. I'm not sure who else was on that production team, from the speechwriters to the mm-hmm. choices of the average Americans that they brought forth. To um, did just, you see that fireworks show? At the oh end? my gosh, it was amazing. It, I mean, and it spelled out Trump 2020. <laughs> it was so yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. It was brilliant. Everything about it all, all week long was awesome. 
I was going to snowflakes and see it in MSNBC. He must have had a heart attack when they saw that Trump tweet in the fireworks. <laughs> it, it, it made the left so crazy. I've got a picture on my Facebook page where these little lefties out there giving the middle finger to fireworks. I mean, when you're flipping off the fireworks, you've just lost your mind. You're so deranged. Paul, i got to go to another caller, but I thank you so much for calling in. Appreciate All right. you. Have a good weekend. All right. You too, honey. All right. So Frank is on the line. Hello, Frank. Hey, Andrea. This is Frank from San Diego. Hey, Frank. And- Welcome back. Um, that gentleman that stood up at the end of Prince's little speech, the military man just, just warmed my heart. Yeah. And I wanted, and I found something for you to keep you going through the next couple of weeks. And it's a little, uh, another little poem for you. Oh, okay. And it goes like this. I will never quit. I will persevere and thrive on adversity. My nation expects to be physically harder, mentally stronger than my enemies. And if knocked down, I will get back up every time. I will draw on every remaining ounce of strength to protect my my teammates and accomplish our mission. And I will never be out of the fight. Wow. Did you write that? No, it's it's the seal of ethos. Oh, it's the seal. I was going to say, that's like, that's extraordinary. That I was going to say, wow, you're quite the poet. No, that's beautiful. And, and you know, it just makes you, you know, you. What we saw in the last four days makes us have hope in this country again. It does. And you know what? I don't know, Frank, if you know that some of our military heroes, those who lost limbs in fighting for our country, were attacked outside after the speech last night. I didn't know that. That Yeah. I mean, just just savages. I mean, there's pictures of an elderly couple um, being verbally harassed. Rand Paul was was threatened. He and his wife were threatened, at, and they're convinced that if they hadn't had security, they would have died. I mean, this is just. I mean, the, it, it, they hate Trump and they hate this country so much that they even hate our military who've sacrificed their lives for us. And it's just. Uh, but I'm grateful for you and for all my listeners and all these pro-American uh, us patriots that care about this country and support President Trump and want to keep America great and and keep going everything that that makes this country great. And that includes you. So thank you for calling in, Frank. Time to go to Hear of the Week and Stink of the Week. Call again soon. Okay, so Tater Skins, who's your hero and stink this week? Uh, I mean, I hate to go cookie cutter, but uh, I'm actually, I'll, I'm going to say Trump Pence because both of them delivered such heartwarming and just out of the park patriotic speeches. It, it really, it gave me hope that, you know what, we can we can still do this. And my stink of the week is Gavin Newsom, dude, get a grip. Yeah, um, my stink of the week was going to be uh, all that uh, the the group of Democrats, the terror Democrats are terrorists and they are terrorizing people all over this country with their riots and burning down businesses and, you know, attacking people outside of a speech like last night. But then Gavin Newsom bumped them today with his his color coded dictatorial I hope control over. Our, yeah, absurd. because, I mean, people's lives are, are people are getting just an absolute desperate straits right now and this cannot continue uh, my hero of the week it, are, are all of the everyday americans that came forward and came at the microphone around the world to show support for president trump and thanks for what he did uh for them and in this cancel call time of cancel culture they took a risk in doing that from the lobster fisherman to the to the steel company guy to the to the logging guy to alice johnson i mean you know to all, all of them and um, they are they are my heroes 
this week. That's very nice. Yeah. As well as, and then runner-up has to be, like Paul talked about, the production team that put on this amazing show. I was blown away. I did not expect what we received. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's nice to go into the weekend on this kind of a wonderful um, wrap-up, you know, on, on the convention. Hey, love you guys. Have a great, wonderful, safe weekend. We will be back Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. And thank you, Noah. Thank you, Bob Walters. Thanks to all the listeners.